Alerts went out over northern Israel earlier today that rockets, drones and paragliders were coming in from Lebanon. The IDF has stated that these alerts were an error and there were no such attacks. The leader of Hamas has called for a global day of jihad this Friday, saying Jews and Christians will be no more. And could this Israeli war be Psalm 83? We're going to talk about it today. Before we do, as you can imagine, we're essentially working around the clock, keeping up with the war and our group in Israel who are very safe, by the way. We're certainly energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, but thankfully, we're also being fueled my first cup coffee. Doug, are you thankful for that? I'm very thankful. For I know you are. First cup coffee, they're not woke. They haven't tried to rewrite our history or lobby to defund our military. They're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company right out of the great state of Texas. They have 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. Go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. As you all know, by now, I would imagine, um, we were kicked off of Facebook in the middle of the show yesterday. We have no idea why. They have not communicated with us. They have not alerted us of any um, errors that we made. So we don't know why, but if you are watching on Facebook, it might be good for you to find some other way to view the show, specifically End Time Plus. You can go to watch.endtime.com and as a response to what Facebook did to us yesterday. We are temporarily, I think it's 48 hours, uh, we are going to be giving away End Time Plus subscriptions for 50% off for the monthly subscription for your first 12 months. But of course, the daily show streams on End Time Plus for totally free. You don't have to be a subscriber, but we'd love it if you'd help support the ministry by subscribing using the code Facebook. Doug, Facebook will get you 50% off. So. I think everybody should go out and do that. And you mentioned on the live that we did that it's my birthday. It and is so your birthday. That would be my birthday present for just go there subscribe. Go. That that's what we would love for you to yeah. do. Yeah. And and comment in the comments. Happy birthday, Vince. To, there you go. To push our or Doug, depending so. on who you are. Yeah. Whatever you're. There are some people wishing you a happy birthday. Yeah. Well, my birthday's in January, so thank you very much, <laughs> but not yet. Yeah, so happy birthday. That, that'll be fun to read, see how many people out there love or hate me. We get all kinds, Doug, as you know. Yes. Share this video. It helps us out a lot. Give us a love on the video instead of just a blue thumbs up. Helps break through the algorithm and get to your friends and family. Doug, Israel is at war. Everyone knows it at this point. Yeah. And there were some northern Israel attacks or at least alerts earlier today, and we started you know, obviously we're watching the news heavily. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, Dave and Jan and the group, they moved north a little bit, but they're still several hours away from where this uh, was reported to occur. Uh -huh. However, the IDF says that it did not happen. Yeah. What were you thinking when you saw those alerts come through? Well, I mean, uh, immediately, you know, I began to try to find out how true it was. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, I, I do want to say this real quick, Vince, and let everybody know that you know, I mean, we are on top of these things. We are, I've, 
like we said today in the video we put out, we've made a temporary war room for us so that we can monitor the news uh, while we're working on the program and try to keep you up to date to the minute before we come in here. And so all the way up into the program, we are in the news trying to find out what's going on so we can bring accurate information to you. So we are sorry for right now that I'm not able to get the phone calls like I normally do. I can't answer all your emails like I normally do. And, uh, you know, I'm getting an abundance of information coming into me. So if I'm not talking to you, I'm not answering you. It's nothing personal. I'm just in the news. So I'm like heads down trying to get this stuff going. But yes, today when I saw that report, of course, it was disturbing because the area that lit up on the map, and we can probably show that map up while we're talking about that, but the area that lit up on the map showed a ridiculous amount of alarms going off and reports were coming in that uh, we had actually had paratroopers coming into northern Israel. And so uh, you can kind of see there the map and what it was showing us at the time. This is from Red Alert. It is an app that you can uh, download and you can see where those alerts are coming in. And if you look at that, that is all over the place. And I'm not going to tell you exactly where our group is, but I'll tell you that they're close to that. So uh, just wanted to, you know, kind of throw that out there that the, that's what we dealt with this morning. We Go should ahead. add that the group is safe. Yes. They have not seen any activity. Mm -mm. They have not even heard any activity. That's how they are close, but they're far enough away where they're not seeing or even hearing anything. Right. They're not having to go into any shelters. So they are in a very safe place right now. And we're thankful for that. Um, we still need to pray for them. We still need to pray that God keeps their hand on them and protects them and that God gives them wisdom from above. And of course, there's a whole lot more people than just our group to be praying for right now uh, all over the nation of Israel and beyond. So keep everyone in your prayers. But yes, they are, um, they are safe. Yeah, and so we were getting alerts. One of them said that armed Hezbollah ter terrorists blew up the Lebanese border fence and were entering Israel state from the north. That was one report. The other one was that northern Israel is under attack from terrorists in Lebanon. Uh, reports of rockets, drones, and manned paragliders have been launched into Israel. And so, uh, of course, we, you know, began to go into war mode there and try to find out what we could find out. Since that time, folks, what we have found out is the late breaking news is it is a false alarm that uh, they believe maybe some hackers, a group known as Storm 1113, uh, may have hacked into the system and uh, made a false alarm causing thousands of people to run into their shelters. And of course, this is a war on terror, and that is one way that they can strike terror in the hearts of a lot of people. So uh, we spent a large part of this morning trying to find out how uh, real that threat was and find out exactly what was going on. But just because it wasn't real this time, Vince, doesn't mean that that's not the plan, uh, because there have been some reports from yesterday that uh, missiles were fired from Lebanon into Israel and uh, Israel counterfired, and there was a mass exodus from the border of Lebanon yesterday with people trying to move up into the northern territory of uh, Lebanon. And so uh, this is a threat. It is something that we know that's where Hezbollah is located. So we know that they have said that they support Hamas and that they will uh, enter this fight. Whether or not that has happened yet, we're not getting confirmed reports that they're having ground wars with them or, or back and forth wars with them at this point. But that is something that is concerning 
because um, Iran has said that if Hezbollah gets attacked by Israel, that Iran will become involved in this war. And so if that were to happen, it would cause a domino effect. I'm sure um, that Russia, China would also get involved because the United States would get involved if Iran got involved for sure. And some people like Lindsey Graham are calling for that to happen. They're saying, you know, Let's blow up their oil supplies. Well, and Israel or the United States is involved to some degree now, mm -hmm. Doug. There are ships, uh, striker ships, that are in the Mediterranean too presently, and there might be a third one soon. Yeah. Um, I saw where a plane had landed with, um, I don't want to misspeak, I think it was advanced weaponry. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact uh, term used, something like that. So we have shipped. Uh, weaponry there on a plane. Yes. We have ships in the Mediterranean and we are certainly involved on and I think we'll get to it later but even ground special ops yeah. um, are there. So the United States is involved but not involved enough I guess for those red lines that have been drawn or Absolutely. they're just not going to do anything yeah. um, like they're saying. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And so, you know, I mean, that's the things that we're watching very closely to see how this escalates. Because like we talked about yesterday, one thing this could lead to is the Six Trumpet War. A lot of prophetic teachers miss that because they don't understand that the trumpets have already begun to sound and we're on the Six Trumpet right now. Uh, of course, we have lessons that prove that and how we understand that has happened. Uh, most prophetic teachers don't realize that, and so they believe this is um, the Gog-Magog war in uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. However, we understand that that war is the same as the Battle of Armageddon, and we can prove that uh, with Scripture to kind of prove that some of the same events are happening in Gog-Magog that happened in Armageddon. And so um, that is not what this is. This is not Gog and Magog, but it could possibly turn into the Six Trumpet War, but that's what we're watching every moment, trying to keep you, um, our viewers, uh, in the loop and understanding where we are prophetically. Yeah, and Doug, um, it was funny on one of Dave's updates, he is talking about getting home to Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, they say the food at this new hotel they're at is good, yeah. but you know, there, there's nothing quite like American food if that's what you've been raised on, you go there. Yeah. and. Uh, you have Israeli food, which I think is, is really good, but a lot of people are a little shell-shocked by what they get, mm -hmm. and he's ready to come home and get Mexican food. I think <laughs> he should be looking for some steak, Doug, there because you go. Backyard Butchers has provided some steak. I don't know if you've got to your T-bone or not, but uh, last weekend I fired up the grill, and it's some of the best steak that I've had. So that's because a lot of the steak that you're going to get in uh, the grocery store meat aisle, steak, ground beef, it doesn't really matter. Uh, they've been imported from some random country overseas. It's, it's basically mystery meat. Everything's bologna now, essentially. They even mix it in with other meats of different origins. You can never know where that meat actually came from, and that product of the USA sticker just means that it was packaged in America, not raised here. Backyardbutchers.com, they're delivering American-raised and harvested meat from right here in our American backyards to dinner tables across our nation. Backyards Butchers will only source beef and chicken from American farms and deliver that right to your doorstep every month. Grass-fed and grain-finished tastes amazing. So cut out that frustration in the meat aisle at the grocery store and go to BackyardButchers.com and save an extra 20% off your entire order by using the code ENDTIME or go to BackyardButchers.com slash ENDTIME with over a half a million happy customers across America and an American-based customer service team of stay-at-home moms 
They will make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. So go to backyardbutchers.com slash end time and buy American meat today and get 20% off your entire order. Doug, when those alerts went off, I was on the phone with one of our representatives there in Israel. And let me kind of explain what a representative is. Mm -hmm. There are several churches, I think it's about a dozen churches that we are connected to. Yes. These are... In Israel. In Israel. Yes. These are not quite underground churches. It is illegal to proselytize in Israel. You can mm -hmm. gather for worship. As you know, you can gather for worship, but you are not allowed to proselytize. Right. If you're caught proselytizing, they will kick you out of the country. There was a man that had a Christian television uh, network that was going into Israel, and he was in an interview and said that he was going in there to save the Jews and have, help them become born again, or I don't know exactly what he said, essentially that. And they shut his television network down. They removed his access to the country and kicked him out of the country. Right. So you're not allowed to proselytize there. Um, however, there are churches that are happening. There are baptisms that are occurring. Um, and I'll just say that a um, lot of great reports that look a lot like the book of Acts are happening throughout these churches yeah, in absolutely. Israel. And we're excited about what God is doing there. Yeah. I was on the phone with a representative there from the churches when this all happened and the alerts started going off. I could hear them in the background in his home. Yeah. And he said, I don't know if you can hear that, but that, that constant dinging is notifications that rockets are coming in from the north. Right. Well, I was seeing the updates and I, you come running up saying, do you see what's going on? And so even there locally, they were getting in bomb shelters. Mm -hmm. They were being told to cover, uh, take cover. So this wasn't just a media update error. Right. This was actually, there were actually Israelis that were having to go into hiding because they were getting these alerts and being told to take cover. Yeah. And, and one of the places that um, our group wanted to try to go is Northern Israel, which is around Tiberias. Yeah. Uh, the sea of, Galilee. Uh, sea of Galilee, where they do the Jesus boat, and then also into the Jordan River where we baptize, which is all up in northern Israel. Well, just the fact that there were missiles launched yesterday, that kind of detoured them from being able to go up in the north. Then with this big scare today, they will not be going up in the north now because of that. But nevertheless, you heard Dave say yesterday on the interview with him that if he can't get them in the Jordan River, he'll do it in the Mediterranean. And so that is the plan tomorrow. How many did he say he has signed There's up? 20 total. Yeah. And um, the we would even do it in the pool, Doug. Right, we've, absolutely. We've had baptisms in hotel pools, yes, bathtubs. It doesn't matter where it is. If there's right. water and somebody that needs to be baptized, yeah, we're going to go make it happen, just Amen. like they did in the book of Acts. Yeah. So uh, Dave's going to be out in the Mediterranean Sea baptizing 20 people tomorrow, yeah. and we're super excited for each of those uh, to be baptized. It's not the Jordan River like many had hoped. You know, you yeah. hear about Jesus being baptized there and yeah. a lot of baptisms in the Bible from there, but uh, these people are so hungry for the Lord, so hungry for a deeper walk with God. Right. They don't care if it's the Jordan River, the Mediterranean Sea, <laughs> or wait until we get home in New York. It doesn't right. matter. Um, they are hungry to be baptized. And after what they've experienced, mm -hmm. uh, the I mean, from what I'm hearing, there is an energy 
there is a renewed passion for the Lord and right. His Word, and yeah. people are growing spiritually in spite of what they're going yeah. through. They're, they're, they're in discomfort, that's for sure. Right. They're nervous in some regards, that's for sure. But yeah. the Lord is using this experience and they're growing people and we're so excited to help disciple these people further down in their journey with the Lord. Absolutely. And you know, I mean, the, the Bible shows us that when tribulation came, that's when the church really exploded. Um, so you're watching people, understanding where they're at, understanding they're there for this time and this reason right now, there's a reason why they're there. And it's gonna be a, a, a purpose that is on their life, I'm sure, when they come home from there. Uh, their spirits are high and they're excited about this. And you know, I mean, the thing about this, Vince, one of the things that I think that we've been able to put in perspective, Dave was talking about the different perspective he sees now uh, since he's there. One of the things that we see is the perspective of when the Great Tribulation comes. You know, folks, remember that we've taught and we still believe in a post-tribulation rapture and we believe we're here for the tribulation period. I think there's been some converts this week, Doug. <laughs> there may have been because so, some of this would get you to going, oh, okay, I kind of see what they're saying. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that we know that there's going to be tribulation, but we also know because of Revelation chapter 7, there's going to be great revival in that time. So it's going to be a time where we're not going to be afraid. You've seen Dave uh, in these interviews, he's not afraid. He's following the Spirit of God. He's going to continue to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ to anyone who will listen. And that's going to be our job during that time. The Lord tells us that if we will seek His kingdom first and His righteousness, all things will be added unto us. So we don't have to be afraid during this time. We can be excited and be looking forward to what's going to happen. Doug, we don't think the rapture is going to happen at any moment. Right. And we're going to see some things before we get there. You mentioned the great uh, revival that's coming. Uh, the mark of the beast is another thing that's coming before the rapture. What are some other uh, things that we can expect to see prior to being raptured? Well, I mean, you know, we're going to see the Antichrist going to be revealed. We're going to see him begin to start the war against the saints. But like you said, when we see the false prophet rise up, he causes all to worship the Antichrist and the world government beast, that they're going to issue a mark for everybody and they're going to be able to uh, keep you from being able to buy, sell, and trade if you don't take that mark. And so it's, it's something, it's a system that we're already being put into place. We're seeing it through digital currency. We're seeing it through uh, social systems like China has. We're already watching that begin to happen. And we know that that's going to be very prevalent in that time. Doug, you know, there are many people, the Antichrist has not been revealed yet, but there are many people who have the spirit of the Antichrist that we're going to see in Revelation, uh, that we read about in Revelation. The, there's world government enthusiasts all over the place. They want to impose digital currencies like Doug is referencing, digital IDs. They'll be able to shut down your travel, shut down your bank account. Uh, they will prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all your money. We saw this in Canada during the uh, trucker rioting that was occurring, the trucker, um, not strike. rioting, strike that occurred. Uh, in essence, these CBDCs that are being introduced, they enable the government to take more control over your finances, and we haven't seen anything yet. Uh, we've seen a lot, but it's going to get even crazier. So concerned Americans, they're diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust somewhere, Birch Gold can help you 
convert it into an IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash end time and claim your free info kit on gold today, allowing some protection for yourself when a digital currency becomes a reality for all. And the Antichrist is definitely going to be pushing that. Doug, another thing we're going to see is a third temple built. Mm -hmm. These red heifers are, are going to be, or a red heifer is going to be sacrificed in the um, yeah, excuse me. The Temple Mount is going to be purified, so that's another thing that's coming <clears throat> before the rapture. Right, and you know that's first one, need some first cup coffee here. <laughs> Go ahead and take your sip, and I'll kind of, kind of take over for a second. Um, yeah, that's one of the things we understand is that the red heifer they still have right now. Uh, they've they've got one that they're looking at in particular that they believe that they'll be able to sacrifice on Passover of 2024. So just a few months from now they believe they'll be able to sacrifice that red heifer. As far as we know, to this point, those red heifers are safe. They're in a secure location, and uh, they still have four of them to look at to make sure that they stay kosher. And so we know that that's coming too. Once the Jews get that done, they believe that they can start their rebuilding of the temple. And so they want a peace treaty out of this situation. So, you know, th that could actually happen too. It's one of the things that we've talked about before. But if Hamas is out of the way and the Palestinian people have a ruler that is not uh, looking to interact with terrorists, uh, they, they might be able to find a coexistence there to where they can live side by side and have a peace treaty. The Palestinian people after this is over may want a peace treaty with Israel. They may say, okay, no more. We don't want to have to go through this again. We'll make peace with you guys. But we don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see how this plays out. Like I said before, we've always thought the war would happen first. Then we would see the peace agreement. Not saying this is that war yet, but saying that it could possibly turn into it. We just have to watch it day by day, minute by minute. All right, well, next up, we're going to talk about this global day of jihad. That has been announced. We're getting ready to get to that. Before we do, I want to remind you, our tour group is safe. Dave and Jana are safe. Uh, they have not seen or heard any of the activity that's been going on there that far away where that's not a problem for them presently. And so they are safe, but they do need our prayers. Um, they come in and they see the show every once in a while. They're able to look at that. We would love for you to comment if you're on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're at. Comment and let them know that you're praying for them. Just write pray for Dave and uh, they'll all see that and know what that means and it counts for all of them. But it's a little, it'll be a little long to write everyone's name out. So just say pray for Dave. Let us know that you are praying for Dave and Jana and the entire group. I know they will appreciate it very much. They are motivated and they are encouraged and energized by your prayers. And uh, we are staying in constant communication with them essentially. And everything is well presently and they look to be on track to get their flight out. Sun it's Sunday morning in Israel, Saturday night here. So continue to have them in your prayers. And uh, we are excited to get them back, that's for sure. Uh, also help share this video because we're getting ready to talk about that global day of jihad. Uh, share the video, hit the heart icon and then comment what Pray for Dave or whatever else you got on your mind. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Doug, the leader of Hamas today, I believe it was, called for a global day of jihad this Friday. It's Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a mistake either. <laughs> Probably not. Um, there are people telling uh, Joey uh, Manorino, he tweeted out, do not leave your homes right. that day unless there's an emergency. Avoid public transit avoid airplanes, avoid public events. Yeah. Um, I don't want to push that out and scare people, right. um, but he is very serious about it. There are many people saying this because this global day of jihad 
according to Hamas, is going to happen globally yeah. in large cities throughout the United States. What do you make of all this? Well, I mean, the one thing that we know for sure is we have had tons of illegal aliens come across our borders here in the United States. Yes. A lot of them have been fighting age men. We've, we've asked many times how come these look like fighting age men that are coming in. You don't see many women and children. You see these fighting age men. Well, we've wondered why they're coming in and who's allowing this to happen. Um, not to mention that there has been uh, pro- Hamas rallies going on in American cities and even in our Senate. We have some Democratic senators who uh, are flying the, uh, the Palestinian flag outside their offices in support for that and say they are with Hamas for the uh, actions that they've taken with, without answering what about these children who have been beheaded and these families that are dying? Do you stand up for that kind of behavior? And of course, they won't answer those kind of questions. So it's not surprising to me, Vince, that this could happen because Islam has uh, infiltrated many different countries all over the world. And remember yesterday when we read about uh, the fourth horse that is a pale horse, but mm -hmm. we know that it's green, it's a chloros horse, and it says that they control a fourth of the world. Well, not only do they control a fourth of the world, but they've, they've kind of integrated into other areas all over the world. Europe has had such an influx there that they uh, wanted to enforce Sharia law in some of the uh, British neighborhoods where they had Sharia police officers patrolling and even British citizens have been arrested. Women have been arrested because they had miniskirts on and things like that because they were in an area that was Sharia law. And so we've had this kind of going on for a long time, but now this leader is calling for a global jihad to wipe out Christians and Jews. There's an, you mentioned there um, the, the um, how, how they went into that neighborhood and they, they yeah. were imposing the law, the Sharia law. I think you're the one that told me this story about the Plano police officer. Is that you? Yes. That's right here where End Time is headquartered in Plano, Texas. Can you share that? Well, <laughs> I may not. No? I may not want to right now, but okay. Well, uh, <laughs> don't if you don't want to. Yeah, I mean, there's eh, there's yeah. reasons why maybe I shouldn't do that right now. But okay. uh, without with, you can't do it without specifics. Yeah, without specifics. But okay. I mean, this I will say this. This is one of those areas where we have one of the largest Muslim communities here with many mosques and things like that. And so. Um, there, there are some situations that have happened. I'm, I'm going to leave that I one. I can't wait for the break to hear why <laughs> this is. So, uh, understood. Now, Israel is the first target, according to the Hamas leader. Um, but he says the entire planet will be under our law. Mm -hmm. There will be no more Jews or Christian traders. What do you make of that statement? It sounds like what he is doing is making a pretty big terror threat there that they're going to wipe us out completely. And remember, folks, that that's how terrorism works. Mm -hmm. They want to scare people. They want you to not uh, go out in public. They, they want to see how this will affect us and how we'll react to this. Uh, but we, you sent me a video footage of an of a Islamic uh, man that was out preaching on the streets of uh, I guess it was Broadway in New York City the other day that said that Sharia law would be the only law throughout the world soon and that there was only one God and it was their God. And uh, so, I mean, you know, they can do that here in our country. They have free speech and they can do that. But if you did that in a Muslim country and talked about Jesus, they would have you hanging from a crane or take your head. So, Or worse. Yeah.
Well, we'll get into more of this on the other side of the break. Lots to talk about that you don't want to miss. Live update from Israel, hopefully. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com UET. Go to endtime.com UET or call 800-END-TIME. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. We're talking about a number of things, of course, around Israel. They're at war. There were alerts earlier today saying there was a northern Israeli attack. Uh, there were, uh, let's see, rockets, drones, and paragliders coming in from Lebanon. The IDF quickly responded and said that was actually false alerts and that is not happening. That is not true. The alerts were actually done in error. So we can rest assured of that, Doug. Our tour group is safe. I will say I got a text from Dave in the middle of the show just a few moments ago saying that he's watching right now. So I mentioned to let him know that you're praying for him because at some point he might see that. Good news is he's able to watch right now. I know it's uh, very late there. I think it's midnight or so. It's either so, 11 or midnight. I can't remember. So he can see your comments this very moment. So comment praying for Dave or yeah. hey, whatever else you want him to see. Um, right. I, I know people are offering him some Mexican food too. I saw that, Doug. <laughs> so um, there is a global day. I'm going to buy a mistake when he comes home. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Well, you know, and, and we do need to pray for them because the, the stress of the situation, I know that we rely on God and we trust in God, yeah. but just being in an environment like that, of course, I can't even imagine it. I've never been in a situation like that. I, what I can imagine is they have a group of about 40 people with them at this point, yeah. and those people are looking to Dave and Jana to guide them through this these obstacles, yeah. and there is a heavy burden alone, just with that alone. Yeah. And I know that when they go out and talk to people, and encourage them that the burden that they feel is heavy and there's great relief perhaps later on when they can just kind of relax, but right. they, they do need our prayer for sure. Yeah. Um, Global Day of Jihad has been called by the Hamas leader. That's for this coming Friday, right. October 
the 13th, Friday the 13th. Yeah. And we just covered that. I don't think we need to say anything more on that unless you have something to say there. Well, I'm, if people want to look that up too, if the, other than the tweet we had, it's in Brett Bart. Um, that came out in an article from yesterday. And it says that Israel is, is just the first step. So this is their plan. They attack Israel first, rid the world of Zionism. Then they are coming for this treacherous Christianity. So uh, it's not just... Uh, it's not just our own government who thinks Christians are a danger. I guess it's also Hamas. Um, so an, another- don't, kick, don't get us kicked off Facebook again. Okay, I, I'm sorry, I won't. Uh, you wanted me to kind of mention, I will mention the, what, that part that you wanted me to mention about here in Plano. Before I started working for um, End Time Ministries- You convinced him on the break. Yeah, he convinced me on the break. Before I started working here for end time, I worked for the Plano Police Department as a, a public safety officer. And one of uh, the calls that came in while we were there, there was a disturbance in a Muslim neighborhood over here. It's just a few blocks from end time, really, where it happened. And a Plano officer pulled up into the neighborhood to take care of the situation. And he was told by people who enforce Sharia law there in that neighborhood, there was no need for him to be there, that they would take care of their own. And he said, no, there's every need for me to be here. This is the United States of America. And as long as it remains the United States of America, United States law will be enforced here, not Sharia law. And so he called his backups and several police officers showed up and they took control of the situation. So I just, uh, I, I wasn't quite sure exactly what he wanted me to share. I can share that much. So anyway, that well, and is- Well, I'll say that, that happened in the great state of Texas yeah. in Collin County. If it yeah. was Dallas County, I would be a little more like, well, that doesn't sound, but Collin County even, it seems way more yeah. impossible. So uh, well, like I, I said, we have one of the biggest uh, groups of Islamic people here in this area. So even in the United States, we're, yeah. we're not Dearborn, right. but it is, uh, we have a very large Muslim population here yes, we in do. Plano. Um, Doug, I will remind everyone that yesterday during the live show, a little bit further along in the show than we are right now, Facebook just cut us off entirely. And as a response, we're going to give you 50% off of an End Time Plus subscription for the next 48 hours. You can go to watch.endtime.com, use code Facebook to get 50% off. You can gift it to your friends or family. Might be a good time to get an early Christmas present or whatever you might be celebrating in the next couple of months. But you can do that for the next 48 hours, 50% off End Time Plus. Uh, we can ensure you that the, they're not gonna cut you off in the middle of the stream. Plus you get access to Dave's new series, Understand the End Time, the ebook for Understand the End Time, Irvin's final series that he recorded and finished right, I think it was three weeks before he passed, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ, 21 episodes covering the whole book of Revelation. All of that and more is on End Time Plus, and right now, for 48 hours, you can get it for 50% off. So watch.endtime.com, use code endtime to get, or excuse me, code Facebook to get it. Yeah. Where do we go from here, Doug? There's so much to say. Well, there's, there's, a lot of stories I was just thinking maybe we could go through some of these headlines and let everybody know. Um, you know, that first one about the assault rifles, Dave mentioned that yesterday when we were in communication with him. Uh, this is an article uh, also from Brett Bart. Uh, 10,000 assault rifles are being distributed to Israeli civilian security teams. Uh, so they have began to issue those. That, those could be some of the munitions that the United States sent over. Uh, we don't know that for sure, but they are uh, now handing these out to people who they are calling security teams. Uh, if people don't know, they have to, a lot of the areas in 
Israel that are shared by Palestinians. Uh, they have to have security teams that patrol all the time to ensure that they're safe. Uh, one of our friends there that is also a guide, he lives in one of these uh, neighborhoods and he is on that security team. And so when he is not a tour guide, he is doing security patrol for his neighborhood. And they have had people come up in there with weapons and try to hurt Jewish people before that they have had to uh, kill and arrest. And so this is very much a realization there for those people that live there. It's reality, it's their reality. And, uh, and so now the government is saying we're gonna arm those citizens so that they can patrol and they can protect their families. Uh, the other ones that we talked about, Vince, is the launching of missiles coming from Syria and from Lebanon. Now that just happened yesterday, right? The yeah. Israel, they didn't bomb Syria, right? That's not what happened. I heard some people saying that, but that's no. not true. Syria actually launched missiles into uh, the Golan Heights, okay. which we've been there before, you've been there before. Are we showing that map sometime, I think? Yeah, let's show that. So we can kind of let everybody know where we're talking about. Okay. So if we can put that map up there while we talk about this, that would be fantastic. Here it comes. So, so there's the map and you can see, if you're looking at that, you can kind of see, you get a good idea where uh, Israel, uh, Jerusalem, I guess proper is, where the capital of Israel is. You see the Gaza Strip area. And then also you can see Syria, you can see Lebanon. So you see where this is to the north of Israel. The Gaza and uh, the West Bank there, uh, those are, uh, I think in red, you can see where those por portions are of Israel. You see how small Israel is compared to their neighbors around them. And this is that ring of fire Dave was talking about where they're surrounded by their enemies and, uh, and they want to close that ring of fire on them. So anyway, yesterday this happened from Lebanon and from Syria, some missiles were launched. So, so Doug, that Golan Heights, I wanna point out there yeah. is, it's right up there. You if can see the map. If you're looking on our map, right it's not <laughs> noted there, but it's basically where the, the arrow from Israel points right there off of uh, Syria and Lebanon. So it's, it's right up there in the northeast border is where the Golan Heights is. Yeah, and, and so when, when you're standing there, Vince, you can look over into Syria and, and see we've, it. we've done that. Yeah. And, and it's been safe, right? Like when you went there before, you, you might have seen soldiers or something. But we saw smoke rising from some of the mortar fire when Syria was in their civil war. That was in 2017. Uh, and you could hear machine gun fire and things like that, but nothing close to us. I mean, they were very far away. And this is a very heavily patrolled area anyway. Uh, we actually saw during that time, we saw Israeli patrols going down on the roads below us when we went up and, and uh, Dave actually uh, taught from that area. Even this time you could see where there were patrols out there patrolling. And, uh, and so it is an area where, uh, you know, their neighbors are right there across the border from them. And some missiles did come in. They said that they hit in areas that were, there was no one there. It was just in the desert and things like that no risk of anybody being hurt. And Israel did return fire, but it wasn't like they were, you know, aiming for specific things to take people out. They just returned fire. This article from uh, uh, Rudder says that they fired back at Syria, and, you know, for the shells that landed in Israeli territory. So nothing big happening there. That's why today when we heard that story, I was like, okay, well, this is happening, and of course it, it wasn't happening. It was a cyber attack uh, like we talked about before. So if you're joining the program late, uh, the, the big bomb scare and the missile scare 
the drone attack, the paratroopers coming in from the north, that was not true. That was a false alarm. That was likely a hack from a group that had hacked into Israel's uh, systems there to try to make everybody afraid. So anyway, those things are, are happening in the world. Uh, there's an article that says that if America gets involved in this, then uh, this could turn into World War III, which is what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, that's from the Business Insider. Now, and now, yesterday we talked about World War III in regards to Gog and Magog. Yeah. Because a lot of people, that we hear a lot of prophecy teachers, we hear a lot of, I guess it would be, uh, they're not necessarily religious teachers, but they have an audience and they're talking about this being the Battle of Armageddon right. or the Gog and Magog War. Yes. But we're saying World War III specifically are we saying that that is that those are two different things? Yeah, it, it's most definitely two different things. And so that's what I was saying before is some of these, uh, well, when you get people that are just making appearances on talk shows and they really don't understand everything, but they're looking in the Bible at what's the next big thing. Of course, they believe the next big war is Armageddon. We, we know that there are specific things that are going to happen. You know, this is why Paul says that the day of the Lord would not take us as a thief in the night because we're not children of the night, uh, but we are our children of the daytime. And so we can know from looking at scripture and looking at what the word of God says, where we are. And so uh, the, what we believe this could happen is the third world war. That is actually the sixth trumpet war that we're talking about. That's found in Revelation chapter nine and it's 13 through 21. And it talks about those four angels that will be loosed from the Euphrates River area. That's why we're talking about this because this is the area that we're talking about, Iran, Iraq, Syria, all those countries in that region of the Euphrates River. And these things are very much um, happening now. And, and so that's why we believe it could turn into that war. And one of the questions I get, because you know we, we mentioned this, so we're gonna talk about a few scriptures here, uh, Vince, and one of them is about Damascus being destroyed. And people are asking, when will Damascus be destroyed? So, well, uh, can you tell us where Damascus is? Yeah, Damascus is in Syria. So that's one of the, remember, uh, one of the scriptures in the Bible talks about Saul when he's uh, on the Damascus road and mm -hmm. what happened to him. It's when he had the revelation of who Jesus was. Uh, the Lord blinded him on the road to Damascus and uh, said, Saul, why are you persecute me? And Saul said, well, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus of Nazareth whom you persecute. Hmm. And so that whole thing happened there in Syria in Damascus. So with this um, ramping up more in Syria, and it's been an ongoing thing with Syria, really. I mean, Syria is, um, they're allowing uh, Iran to come in there to build some camps to store weapons, and this is where Hamas and Hezbollah are getting some of their weapons. And so from time to time, you'll hear about Israel going over there and, and doing some, um, some bombing. They don't always admit that it was them that did it, but somebody comes in and blows up a cache of weapons, and then you know people say, well, that must have been Israel or the United States. And so Damascus is very important, and I hear the break music. So when we come back from break, we'll talk about this scripture in Isaiah 17, as well as Psalm 83. So will Damascus be destroyed with what's happening in Israel right now? Uh, we'll answer that question on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Thank <laughs> you. 
They don't understand what is taking place. Ruins, rock, minute. Except a man is born again. He can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us. We're talking about all things Israel today, and we'll probably be doing that for quite a while uh, here as things are continuing to uh, develop in Israel. This morning there was reports of uh, Israeli attack in the north, and that turned out to be a false alarm, according to the IDF. Just an error in the technology, apparently. And so uh, we're talking, we've, we've explained that. We talked about the uh, global day of jihad that the Hamas leader has called for this coming Friday the 13th. Uh, we will see what happens there. And it's my birthday, Doug. I'm glad that the production guys didn't uh, use Butterbean in there because there's people <laughs> in the comments sometimes that say I remind them of Butterbean. Oh my goodness. I'm not real thrilled with that comparison. No, I could understand But why. it is what it is. You know, yeah. I'm bald. Um, I don't think I'm nearly as large as Butterbean, but... Uh, well, you know, they say the camera adds 10 pounds. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping I'm a little bit smaller than 10 pounds away from Butterbean, but I nonetheless... I think you're safe. He's got a mean right hook. He does. So, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Anyway, um, don't forget, we're doing 50% off of End Time Plus uh, in response to what Facebook did to us. You can get it for 50% off at watch.endtime.com when you use keyword... Um, Facebook. So that's our response. They cut us off in the middle of the show. It's yet to be determined if that's going to happen today. We shall see, but use keyword, use promo code Facebook when you're checking out at watch.endtime.com and you can either get 50% off for yourself or you can gift it to someone else. So uh, check that out at watch.endtime.com. 
All right, Doug, we've talked about Damascus. Is Damascus in Syria going to be destroyed with this conflict that's happening in Israel? Well, what we do know is that the Bible says it will be, not necessarily in this war, uh, but let's read that scripture and we'll kind of discuss why we think that. All right, uh, Isaiah 17, 1, the burden of Damascus, behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city and it shall be a ruinous heap the cities of Aurora are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. Okay, so one of the reasons why we believe that this could happen in this war is because, like I said, Syria is allowing um, Iran to bring weapons into that area. Well, there is an airport also in Damascus. So one of the things you do when you're at war with the nation is you try to take out their airports or landing fields and things like that so that they can't be restocked with supplies and things like that. So we have thought before that if this is not talking about the Battle of Armageddon, that it would be talking about possibly the Six Trumpet War. Before uh, Pastor Baxter passed away, Dave and I both asked him this question and got his answer that day. Uh, and he did tell us that he thought that this could be uh, fulfilled in the Six Trumpet War. And so that is yet to be determined. We'll have to wait and see. But if this turns into that, of course, we're already having the skirmish with Syria. So anytime we begin to, to hear that Syria is kind of being drawn into this as well, that's one of the things we think about. This could be when this prophecy is fulfilled. Some people think that it's already been fulfilled, but it has not. Damascus is still a city. Uh, this sounds like Damascus will kind of be laid to ruins, almost like what's happening right now in Gaza, uh, but completely and utterly destroyed is what that sounds like. So if it isn't the six trumpet war that does this, it will definitely happen at the Battle of Armageddon. So time will tell. Yes. How about Psalm 90, uh, Psalm 83? Yeah. Uh, people so, are asking about that. So that's a huge psalm. I mean, we won't sit here and read the whole thing, but there, there are some things in this that a lot of people have said, this is a war, okay? If you go back and you read that, uh, we don't believe that it's a war. Uh, this is another one of those things because several years ago this came up, there was a teaching that the Psalm 83 war was getting ready to happen. It was like, uh, I think in 2018, and we also got together with Brother Baxter and talked about this. Well, one of the things that we discussed and why we don't think it's a war is it's an actual prayer. It's a prayer that was prayed over Israel uh, during the time of King David while her enemies were plotting to destroy her. Now, could that be fulfilled with a prayer and a prophecy, some people ask? We don't believe that it is. And one of the reasons why is when you look down in verse six there, Vince, read, read that verse for us. Verse six, the tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagernis, Gebal and Ammon. Yeah, so there we've got Edom, Moab, and Ammon. Appreciate what you did to me there, by the way. Well, you did a great job. Thanks. I think you did fabulous, but uh, you did much better than I could. I got that country accent going for me and people get upset when I say things wrong. <laughs> like what, Doug? What are some words? Like nuclear. Nu but anyway, moving on. Moving we, on. When we look at this, we know Moab and uh, Ammon and Edom are all located in Jordan, right? So Jordan right now is at peace with Israel. And we believe they will remain at peace with Israel because one of the things that we learn 
from Daniel 11, it's Daniel 11:41. it tells us that these three will not be under the power of the Antichrist. And so we believe that that treaty between Jordan and Israel is going to remain. And so we don't believe that Jordan is plotting against Israel right now. Uh, right now, Jordan reaps from the benefits of tourism and uh, other things, um, technology, uh, trade with Israel, and they have been for quite a while. They've, they've had that peace agreement together. And I don't believe that they would be involved in this, and we don't believe that this is really a war, but it is actually a prayer that was prayed during the time of King David. So that's what we believe about that, and that's one of the key reasons why we believe that is because Jordan is included in that, and that would have been in the past. Now Jordan and Israel have this peace agreement, and so we don't believe that is a physical war, but we believe it is a prayer over Israel for protection. So you're saying Psalm 83 is not a war? That's what we believe, yes, Is sir. it possible that we're wrong? Uh, you know, anything's possible, but I, if you go and you read that, you will see it's really, it really doesn't sound like a war at all. It sounds like, yes, our neighbors plot against us, but God, please intervene for us and protect us. And so when you, when you read it yourself, if you really read that with an open heart and an open mind, I think you'll see the same thing. So. Got it. All right. Where to next, Doug? Well, that leads us <laughs> where we are right now. So currently, this is interesting because we have a pastor that shared some other scripture with us, and this is what I want to read because this is interesting that it says this, especially with uh, some of the things that Benjamin Netanyahu has said about Gaza. Benjamin Netanyahu said the other day that they were going to go in and they were going to annihilate Hamas and that they were going to make the Middle East look a lot different when they were done, speaking of Gaza. Now remember, Vince, Gaza was actually controlled more by Israel just a few years ago. During the Bush W. administration, George W. Jr., uh, under his administration, when Ariel Sharon was the prime minister of Israel, they decided to give Gaza as an attempt for peace back then. Remember, you may not because you were very young then. I mean, Vince is only 36 today. Uh, but this, today. Was, this was a while ago. He would have been a young man and maybe not even cared about this stuff. But one of the things that I remember, and you may remember this too, is that they dragged Jewish settlers out of their homes. Soldiers grabbed them and actually dragged them out of their home when they closed Gaza down and gave it to the Palestinians. Uh, people crying, people kicking and screaming. And as soon as they evacuated these people from their homes, Palestinian people ran into their homes and took possession of everything they had. These people were holdouts. They were people that um, they had been told, pack your things and move. We'll get you to another location. We'll give you another home. Uh, just cooperate with us. We're going to give this area for peace. And this happened. Uh, that these people ha were drug out. At that point, Vince, the soldiers, the Israeli soldiers said, we will never do anything like that again. You'll never order us to pull our people crying and kicking and screaming out of their homes. We're not doing it. And then shortly after that, remember what happened to Ariel Sharon? He had a stroke and he became a vegetable and he never regained consciousness. For years, he laid in a vegetated state in a bed, the bulldozer of Israel. That's what they called Ariel Sharon and he ended up dying, passing away, and never coming to from that coma. A lot of people said that was a judgment of God because Ariel Sharon gave up land for an attempt of peace. And so now we see that 
Netanyahu is saying, look, we can't give them land. We can't have a two-state solution because if we do that, we're going to have the same thing happen, you know, in a year or two down the road. We give them a state, and they're going to turn around and move terrorists into that location and begin to bomb us from the West Bank. And so a lot of people are thinking, how is this going to happen? So we know it's going to because it's in Scripture. But Pastor Cowden, who was on the program with us, uh, what, maybe a month ago when Dave had him on the program. Uh, you might remember he has a very distinctive, deep voice. Very. So he says, praise the Lord, Brother Dave. And he has a voice like that. It's pretty awesome. But he shared this with me the other day, and it's from Zephaniah 2. You want to read that for us? Yeah, it says, uh, Zephaniah 2, starting in verse 4, For Gaza shall be forsaken, and Ashkelon a desolation. They shall drive out Ashdod at the noonday, and Akron shall be rooted up. Woe unto the inhabitants of the sea coast, the nation of the Sheretites. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, the land of the Philistines. I will even destroy thee, that there shall be no inhabitant. And the sea coast shall be dwellings and cottages for shepherds and folds for flocks. So, once again, this is one of those things that we don't know if this is referring to this current war that we're in or if this will happen at the Battle of Armageddon. I tend to believe it'll happen at the Battle of Armageddon, but is it not interesting, Vince, that it's mentioning Gaza and Ashkelon? Mm -hmm. That's exactly where they've been reporting for the last three days of all the fighting that's going on. And there was even a hospital hit there today. Yeah, a, a major uh, school also, we saw earlier classrooms that were destroyed and things like that. So yeah, it's becoming a desolated area. So it's almost as if this is talking about that. But the part that worries me and scares me a little bit is where it says, in the land of, of the Philistines, and I will even destroy thee, that they shall be no more inhabitants. Now we know the Philistines are not really, or we think that they're not really related to the Palestinians, even though uh, they have tried to say that in the past. They try to say, well, they are actually the ancient Philistines. Now, I don't know if we could prove that through a bloodline. Dave's done some lessons on that where he really studied that out and gave some good proof that they're not. But um, also, we've had our guides tell us, no, the Palestinians are not the Philistines, uh, that they're not even from that same region. So I don't know, but this is interesting that it mentions the two towns that we're seeing the most of right now on the news. All right, well, keep praying. Uh, if you can't do anything else, make sure you're praying for the nation of Israel and everything that's happening there, no matter uh, where people are located, be in prayer. They need our prayer and our support. Uh, pray for our group in, in, uh, in Israel. They'd be coming home Saturday night. So be continuing to remember Dave and Jana in prayer. We'll be right back here tomorrow with more Israeli updates. We're sure more things are going to be happening, so you don't want to miss one day. We might have a special guest tomorrow too, Doug. Right. Uh, we shall see what happens there. But uh, don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com, and then you can get 50% off Endtime Plus today when you use code Facebook. So do that today. We'll see you here tomorrow.